Warning, the Underground Marketing Show contains adult language, adult content, and a policy against expensive and ineffective advertising. Listener discretion is advised. Now, here he is, author of Crazy Cheap Marketing, and the only gutsy expert who says, stop advertising and get busy marketing, or get busy dying, Andy Curry. All right. Let's get started today. This is episode number two. I want to tell you about the invisible and powerful anti-buying hurdle customers have that you've got to overcome. This is one of the reasons you're not getting as much business as you could get. I'm here to tell you there is an invisible force out there that most business owners aren't aware of. And I'm going to explain this. And when you get done hearing this, you're going to go, I never thought about that. So this is huge. And this is all part of what I'm going to be showing you later on on how to fix this kind of stuff so you can bring more people in, especially on autopilot for low cost and using low tech ways. So let me begin by telling you, first of all, years ago, when I was going to work, I would stop at a convenience store on my way to pick up coffee and donuts. I know it's not a healthy way to start the day, but that's what I did. Now, I would stop at that store every morning. And one morning, when I entered the store, I noticed there was a change in staff. There were different cashiers, there were different people stocking. And I also noticed that the store wasn't nice and neat as it was before. And it wasn't as stocked as well. Something was different. They didn't always have what I wanted either. Plus, when I'd go to buy my stuff, I found the new staff to be just a little bit on the rude side. Now, the first time that happened, I figured, eh, they're just having a bad day. But it kept happening. And then I thought, these people are in need of one of two things, or maybe both. Either they need some customer service training, or they need fired. So each morning, when I stopped, this kept happening. The funny thing is, I kept going there for another couple months. I actually put up with their poor service. Now, interestingly, there was a very much nicer convenience store that was more up-to-date, was cleaner, right next to the place where I was working. But yet... I kept going to this one convenience store for a couple more months where I kept putting up with their crap. Now, why did I keep doing that? That's the question. Was I a sucker for being mistreated? Of course not. Let me tell you why I did that. Can you guess what the answer is? It starts with an H. It's called habit. Because you see, habit, It's very powerful in our lives. It controls what we do. It controls where we eat and when we eat, when we pee, sleep, exercise, work, and more. It's a subconscious force we willingly give into and we don't even know we are. You know, you've always heard the phrase, we are creatures of habit. And even though that's a very common phrase, man, is it true. Because you leave the house when you go to work at certain times. Every day when you go to work. If a crook 
was out there watching you and wanted to rob your house, he could figure out within a week, or maybe just a few days, exactly when to break into your house, and exactly when to leave, because you're a creature of habit. You brush your teeth at certain times of the day. If you're a coffee drinker, you have your coffee nearly all the same times every day and probably drink the exact same amount. You wear the same range of clothes within a given period of time. So habits are very hard to break. Even if it's one you don't want anymore, like not going to a convenience store and being treated rudely. So that little tidbit about habits is is very key to what I'm trying to get you to understand. Because habits are hard to break. It's uncomfortable to do something different. And therein lies the answer to getting more customers and or getting them to buy more from you. Habit. Now, there are other reasons customers don't buy. But habit is the invisible force hardly anybody recognizes. And that's got to be changed. How do you change people's habits when they don't want to let go of it, even if they want to let go of it? So let's start with the understanding that you are dealing with a powerful force. Habits require time to ingrain in someone's persona and take time to break. And second, you want to create offers so appealing that the customer, client, or patient would think they would be foolish to pass that up. So, for example, let's say you repair cars and you need to build your customer base. Why don't you try offering a killer price for that? Let's say $15. Now, before you go, I can't do that. That's crazy. I'd lose money like crazy. Then consider this. That offer is so valuable to a customer, they would instantly recognize the value of it. And many would, of course, take you up on it, right? It's such a good value, it would take very little money to advertise it. Very little. Plus, you don't have to make the offer indefinite. You can just say for a, a short period of time, like the next three days. Just make it a limited time, if you're squeamish about offering a lot of that. Inside your offer, you could include a complete inspection, $197 value, they get free. That boosts up the appearance of the offer. It makes it even more appealing. So there's a little secret right there. How can you take what everyone else is doing and build it up and make it look like they'd be an idiot, a dumbass, for not going for it? That's a secret. This, of course, when you're doing this, if you're the auto repair person, it gives you the opportunity to look over the car for any possible repairs. Now, some cars will need them, some won't. But whatever the result is, you will be talked about and appreciated. Now, if you're smart, you will have various coupons you could give to that customer to incentivize them to bring their automobile back and to get them to get their friends to bring their autos into you. So, for example, you might have a customer and you give them three coupons that include finder's fees. By that I mean, if you give it to John Doe customer 
and you say, here are three passes. Don't call them coupons. Give them a different name. Something sexy like passes. Here are three passes we want to offer you. We don't give them to everyone, so keep them in your wallet. If someone you know needs auto work, send them to us with this coupon. We'll give them the special VI treatment we give you because they're your friends. Plus, we will rebate to you 5% of their re repair costs to use in any of your future repair costs. So if your friend has, say, $500 in repairs, you are going to get a $25 rebate in any of your repairs in the future that you have with us. Do you see how genius that is? You're not putting out any money to advertise hoping somebody's going to see that. And you're not, you're not paying anything for it until that customer comes in. And even then you're not because until John Doe's friend gets repairs done and then John Doe brings in his car for repairs, you're not paying any money. In fact, you're not paying any money at all. You're just discounting the repair cost a little bit. And if you're bristling at that, consider this. When you advertise, you are paying a lot of good money hoping for new business. Hope is not a strategy. No new business is guaranteed. The newspaper, TV, Facebook, Google, or wherever you advertise does not care if you get new business. It's on you. They don't care. Sure, they want you to have business. But what they care about is them getting paid. They only want you to pay to use their platform. But giving a customer a coupon didn't cost you a dime. In fact, your expense will not occur until the referring customer needs the work done, just like I mentioned. Even then, he's simply getting a discount. So if your hourly rate is even slightly higher than normal, that's one way to even offset that if that makes you nervous. Now, as you can see, there are lots of ways you can structure this. One of the keys is to structure it in favor of the customer first. Then weigh it against your business to see if it works for you. Don't be stingy with your offer, or you're not going to change anyone's habit. Remember, the whole key thing is to change their habit. You've got to give them something powerful to change their habit. Now once, I dealt with an auto repair guy who was always going to a business network meeting. Every morning, Mondays at 7 a.m., he would spend an hour and a half there. He was never not there. One day, he asked me my advice, and I, and I started in with this very tactic. He said, you know, it cost me about $40 to do an oil change for customers between labor and materials. So he said, I always do it for my cost. And he actually thought he was giving customers a deal. Why? Did he think that? Because he was basing it on his business, not his customer. There were all these other locations doing inexpensive oil changes for, shoot, $25, $20. Yet his was the most expensive I ever saw at the time. And he thought they were getting a deal. Everybody else is going, crap, I ain't going there. How stupid is that? Yet, he kept going. 
to the Business Network Breakfast every morning, trying to build his business, looking for the next way to bring in people or to advertise in a paper, hoping he would get more customers. Ridiculous. You see, it's just a matter of thinking things through. I say to you, commit to not spending a bunch of money in advertising. And instead, look for ways to incentivize customers to make them change their habits. That's what marketing is all about. You know that we're here to say, stop advertising and get busy marketing and get busy dying. I mean that with all my heart. If you can structure it where the customer gets the money instead of the advertising medium, boy, is that a good motivator for people. So in other words, if you're the repair guy and the people that are referring you get the advertising money instead of the TV, newspaper, radio, Facebook, Google, or whoever, what a great way to go. And they don't have to get much money to go, wow, this is a good deal. And you don't have to pay anything out of your pocket a lot of the time. So this scenario doesn't just apply to car repair people in case you're going, yeah, but my business is in a car repair. If you're a dentist, a pooper scooper, you sell clothes, you sell ammunition, you sell shoes, you're in the security business, this can apply to you. You just have to think it through. Don't be a pussy and sit there and tell me that, well, it doesn't apply to me because it does. You just have to be smart about it. It's too frickin' lazy to take money and throw it at an ad and hope it works. That's lazy. That's crap. That's stupid. Don't do it. Remember, you are dealing with the strong, invisible force of habit, and you've got to change that habit. That's the key. 